0: to Multiverse so cue your gut of the comic book multiverse. Now in podcast form. I'm Luke and I'm Devin. And this week we're covering
1: Captain Marvel the new series.
0: Uh specifically Captain Marvel technically volume 7 number 125 through 129. Uh it's one of those things where they reverted to legacy numbering and the legacy title Because before that, it had been the Mighty Captain Marvel.
1: In my opinion, they should just stick with legacy numbering forever.
0: I guess I'd rather just have more limited series that were announced from the start and then have those connected. But different folks, different strokes, blah, 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 blah. I guess. This
1: was written by acclaimed uh, young adult writer, Margaret Stoll, with art by Michelle Bandini, colors by Eric Arcanigia, and letters by VC's Joe Caramagna.
0: And here's a weird thing that I noticed. Mm-hmm. At least so far, the Wikia does not count it as a separate universe. It's And they refer to it as another dimension, not another universe.
1: Which is weird, because it is still a different universe.
0: Well, and also, there's something that shows up in it, which canonically has been shown to only have power within its own universe. Yes. And so, uh, yeah. Uh, to give a bit of a setup, previously, in Alpha Flight, Carol Danvers was put in charge of the team by T'Challa to be Earth's defense force against aliens, there's a cree child who she found and named bean who was experimented on by the mysterious dr eve and ended up getting turned into energy carol wants to save bean during secret empire uh, carol drove the space station into a massive shield that captain america's hydroclone had used to keep out aliens and heroes who were stuck fighting a infinite chitari swarm while driving the station into the shield didn't break it it got broken through other means and now alpha flight is left without a base again Mm -hmm. yeah this was like the second time yes and so the team consists of captain marvel also known as carol danvers uh there are Puck and Sasquatch who are former members of the Canadian Alpha Flight team. Puck is small and he gets his name from a hockey puck because Canadian superheroes and Sasquatch is big and brown. Yep. There's also Apigo Brand, a green haired space alien, Lieutenant and Wendy
1: She'd mentioned the fact that she was the former head of sword, which is more or less what Alpha Flight is now.
0: Yes. There is also Lieutenant Wendy Kawasaki, a fad girl of Captain Marvel, who is in love with Hopper, who is a bearded scientist who was working with Alpha Flight. And then there are the eager young space cadets, Glory, Adi, and Dante Cruz. But most of them don't show up at all. Not in the story. Passes first. Yeah. hmm Yeah, I ended up reading all of the comic yesterday. And really enjoyed it, and then I ended up reading all of uh, the hopeless run of Spider-Woman, which was also very good. So, we start off in Columbia University, where Alpha Flight gets put on indefinite paid leave, which Carol isn't happy about, but the rest of them are looking forward to a little break, so they go their separate ways. I
1: was going to say, I would love some indefinite paid leave.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I would not be opposed to that. Meanwhile, at Project Pegasus, which is a energy concern in the Marvel Universe with questionable morals, Mim, who is a shapeshifter working for Dr. Eve, breaks in. Carol gets woken up by an energy projection of Bean, who is now 18, and who warns that Carol and herself are in danger... So Carol decides to get the Alpha Flight team back together, which everyone is all right with, and they plan to steal the Space Shuttle Enterprise.
1: Well, not Abigail Brand, because she got yanked away from her spa day.
0: Yeah, but, you know, Puck and Sasquatch got kicked out of the Toronto Jays game that I believe they were going to. Mm Mm-hmm. Because they ate too much and all-you-can-eat seats.
1: I mean, what do you expect? Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Uh Mim meanwhile shows up in disguise as their support agent, they get into a fight, and she is able to steal a vial of Carol's blood and escape, uh giving it to Doctor Eve. Carol ends up chasing their spaceship, with the Columbia following close behind, but when Carol follows Eve's ship, they go into a singularity and they vanish. Mim and Eve, meanwhile, land in a shrine, supposedly housing the Heart of Gaia, which will help them to restore the Kree. Carol then wakes up and finds herself at the Alpha Flight Base, which is still in the sky. And while it recognizes her, it identifies itself as the Zeta Flight Base. (gasps) She wanders in and doesn't recognize that she's in an alternate universe yet. But Puck and Sasquatch have essentially swapped personalities, with Puck referring to go by Eugene, uh, Kawasaki is now goth, and they refer to Carol as Corporal. Also, it doesn't show up here, but Brand is a bulldog in green sunglasses, which is a sort of reference to a TV show that they had in the earlier part of the run. Yeah. Which was neat, because... I like that idea, and I kind of wish they'd done a bit more with it, but I understand why they didn't.
1: I do wish that they'd also given us like a one-shot of that Captain Marvel uh, TV show.
0: Like That would have made a very good annual.
1: Yes. Yeah, because I don't think yeah. she, got, she didn't get an annual.
0: Not to my knowledge. Yeah. Yeah, T'Challa had them doing a Captain Marvel TV show. And it so was the new popularity
1: be... would go up, so that they could use that to make more money to repay for the
0: base that she broke. Mm-hmm. So they get an alert as a fleet of quinjets come at them, and they aren't really like, well, no, oh no, I was thinking of helicarriers. It was like, those are very small quinjets, yeah. Uh, They get an alert as a fleet of Quinjets come at them, which was stolen by the Widower, and they work to take down the fleet, and Carol notices that Eugene is hesitant to fight here, and Kawasaki is a very good pilot. The Widower ends up blasting Carol down, and it's an alternate universe version of Black Widow, who is angry that Carol had plans to cut her out of a deal, but Carol is very surprised to see her because Black Widow got killed by Hydra Cap,
1: it's fine, though. I don't even think she was dead for, like, two months. Okay. Because then there was that Winter Soldier-Hawkeye crossover series. The Tales of Suspense. Hmm. Where she was brought back. So I'm not even sure if she was dead.
0: Comics. Yep. The rest of the Zeta flight team lands, and the widower tells the crew that her people are planning to cut her out, and warns Carol that she is still being hunted. Like, there's a lot of scenes that just don't 100% flow or make sense here. A little bit. Like, this entire battle, I I feel like they put it in just so they could have a battle.
1: Well, it did emphasize the difference between her original crew members, especially when it comes to battles, which they'll have to do later.
0: Yeah, but I don't feel like there was too much of a payoff. And, like, why they stopped fighting and why Widower wasn't very upset that, oh yeah, uh, Zeta Flight destroyed a bunch of her ships is what confuses me.
1: You lose some and you lose some, Luke.
0: I guess. Carol struggles to understand what's going on and finally puts it together that she's in an Ultra Universe so she decides to use her crew to hunt down Dr. Eve. Meanwhile, Mim and Dr. Eve went to the shrine and retrieved the Heart of Gaia, but it got stolen from them by Lord Starkill, a.k.a. Peter Quill.
1: After he stiped both of them.
0: hmm During the night, Bean sends Carol a vision of the temple, And they find out that the loot was stolen, and Widower knows that Starkill did it, and that the Ravagers are working with him. While Starkill talks to his employer, who's angry about the murders he's done, we see that he's not really the lovable rogue, and that his Drax, who has two exes and his name, killed his own family.
1: Well, apparently it was because they were bad people, so maybe it was fine.
0: Yeah, but I mean, this is also this Peter Quill saying that, so... Carol's crew is less than enthused, so to keep face with the widower, she has to rip into them and get them to follow her orders, and they follow the Ravagers to their hideout. When they get on board, they find themselves face-to-face with the Ravagers, which includes Skinny Drax, a purple Gamora, Rockette, who is just a generic sexy lady with too much eyeshadow and a tail, and Root, who is a carrot form of Groot. Rockhead is the biggest disappointment here.
1: They could have done more with her. I actually thought her design was kind of interesting if they had done a little
0: more with it. Yeah, like it's just a gray bodysuit.
1: Yeah. I mean, she's kind of just like, to me, she was kind of like a not-developed raccoon version of Squirrel Girl.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. Or like that uh, weird Jim Lee redesign, almost. You see that Jim Lee, uh, Squirrel Girl, right? No, I don't think I have. Uh, let's see if I can quickly find it.
1: Jim Lee, Squirrel Girl.
0: The scary thing about the internet is how much things change. True. I wouldn't be surprised if they've actually removed the link from the Wikia, or the Wikipedia page. Yeah. Uh, Why do they still have all these very, very bad links, though? Okay. It should have been still up there on 2015.
1: Well, it's 2018 now, Luke.
0: I know. Oh, nope, I was wrong. I was wrong. Also, that is still horrifying. Oh, God. Oh, God. I put the link in the chat.
1: (laughs) Oh, jeez. I mean, Uh, I don't think it's quite... Rockette's not quite that bad.
0: No, I just had a different picture in my mind. And... um. Oh, God. What have we done? What have mankind wrought?
1: Every day we drift further from God's light.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, it's like 100 degrees out there today, plus humidity. It's true. Well, not here. It rained a lot the last couple days, so it cooled down a bit. We've gotten those weird summer rains where it happens for like maybe 10 minutes, and it's like incredibly right outside the entire time yeah
1: no we luckily got somewhere it actually rained rained oh yes but before we start and root is on the cover of our podcast right now
0: well he was on the cover of the arc break cover we're back to using the traditional one because you're no longer off the show for it oh okay There's a skirmish, and ultimately Carol tries to stop things, especially when she finds out that Starkill considers himself her nemesis. Zeta Flight gets captured, and Starkill plans to sell them to the person who also wanted the Gaia Stone, Thanos. Starkill plans to sell them out, but didn't tell his crew, and they aren't really happy about going to Thanos in the first place, and so they decide to mutiny. And the rest of Zeta fight gets freed, and Carol and Quill are locked up together. They still end up going to Titan, where Gamora and Nebula have a fight, because here Nebula actually likes Thanos, who gets them to stop fighting. And Carol and Quill are delivered, and Thanos explains how he wants to stop death by waging peace. But Carol and Quill have shown no signs of redemption, so he's just going to kill them. Rocket hands over the Gaia Stone, hoping for a better payday, and it turns out that the Gaia Stone is actually the Reality Stone. And <sighs> uh, the Ravagers attack, with Thanos getting wounded by Gamora. Nebula goes to use the stone, but Zetaflight comes in as well and lets them escape. And they go and also raid the treasury as they're escaping, which I'm not entirely sure why they delivered. Carol and will, if their entire plan was just to raid the treasury, they should have been doing that while they were in the uh, like trial. I accepted
1: that because they could get a big payday off of, they thought they could get a big payday off the two of them. Because it seemed like none uh, of the like, rest of the crew was really all that wanted.
0: Yeah, or more, but also they never the really
1: things were all pushed on to Peter.
0: Yeah, but they also never really discussed a payday that much.
1: Well, I think they assumed there was one because they made it seem like there was going to be a payday for Carol because Peter had worked one out.
0: Okay, I'll accept that.
1: It should also be noted, too, so, that Thanos is, like, the staunch member of, like, law and order in the galaxy in this universe.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he is very much the we cannot use violence seeking somewhere else. It puts us on their level. So when they get back to the ship, Dr. Eve is there and holds Carol and Peter at gunpoint. Quill is offended that Carol considers Eve to be her nemesis, and Eve wants the Gaia Stone. Eve ends up stunning Quill and forces... Well, and this is where we actually find out that it is officially the reality stone. Even though
1: we all kind of knew it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Eve stuns Quill and forces Carol to come with her to save Bean on the ship. And meanwhile, the Zages and Ravagers come in and find Quill, who has them give chase, even though he lies about how many people he needed to take him down. Uh, Carol wants Eve to restore Bean if she's going to help, but Eve explains that they are bonded and gives her backstory. Eve is one of the Pink Cree, which pretty much means she looks human. And during the war, she invented the Mims as sort of zombie genetic soldiers but the kree were like yeah don't do that to our dead people Hala got destroyed Hala being the kree homeworld so she decided to perfect her work but she needed captain marvel's dna and also the surviving Hala children bean meanwhile had evolved into a new form uh found the supreme intelligence with dr eve and Bean decided that it's her job to restore the kree And so that's why she's been working with Dr. Eve, sort of manipulating Carol into helping save the Kree. She wants to restore Hala to be a hero, so they're going to use the reality gem to move Hala from this dimension into the main one. But the Zetas and the Ravagers show up. Bean merges with Carol possessing her, so that way they can use the reality stone but when they hear the other Kree children's souls crying in pain, they decide to not do that. Bean is restored to a physical form, and they end up back in the main uh, 616 dimension, where the other Carol had been displaced, and where, as a result, Peter Quill is in cuffs, and she had been using the team to plot thefts. And also, Captain Marvel brought back the reality stone. And so that's the end.
1: It was a good
0: arc. I think there was a lot of good stuff in there. But uh, I really don't care for the art all that much. Like, it, it's serviceable, but, like, part of it may be the coloring, but there was just... No, there was better art some in of-
1: some of the other earlier issues of that run.
0: Yeah, well, and especially after reading the... Uh, Spider-Woman run by Hopeless and...
1: Oh yeah, his Mark art's good.
0: good. Yeah, uh, Javier... Javier Rodriguez. Yeah, after reading that Javier Rodriguez art, uh, art, I was like, that would have been really good here. And also like Rockettes, uh design left a lot. I, there are some parts where I wanted to learn more because I don't think they gave us enough.
1: Part of me wonders if that was also an editorial issue because the, the last issue came out in February and we have not had a Captain Marvel comic since then.
0: Well, I think it's also because they're like building up into their whole infinity.
1: There is also partially that. Even. Well, no, because she's also getting like here. Let me look at the Captain Marvel thing. No, because it's like whatever new book is starting up next month. Actually, no, later this month. Yeah, here we go. It's the life of Captain Marvel, and it's supposed to kind of be like a little reboot rebrand. Which, at least from all the solicits and such, makes it seem like it's going to more or less ignore everything that was going on in... Infinity, but who knows?
0: Well, I mean it's still gonna be Carla or Margaret Stahl on the art. Yeah. Or on the no, writing.
1: No. But like they're redoing like her origin as of sorts.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. That way they also have something new to put out for people, so they're not gonna be like, wait, Carol tried to use a person who could tell the future to jail people before they did crimes. That's, that's not what I want. Yeah. yeah, That's a mini series.
1: That was a terrible series.
0: Um,
1: but regardless, well, I also think they wanted to, so that they can have kind of like a revamped origin for when the movie comes out. I was just a little surprised Mm -hmm. that they did this now specifically because of that, because you had the big tease for her at the end of infinity war. To which some people might be interested in, oh, what's yeah. the new Captain Marvel book to check out? Oh, there are none.
0: And kind of giving them a better starting point than the Kelly Sue iconic run because while I like parts of that, I think the art for the first arc is not very no. new reader friendly.
1: No, not at all. But that is actually the, the uh, book that they push now.
0: But we have a Earth to put on our Trials of the Multiverse chart. So I'm not looking super high for this one because uh, of the art issues that I had and just some storytelling issues. How do you feel about it compared to Marvel 1985? It's better than that. Uh, Bendis' is House of M? It's better than that. A lot or a little?
1: Um, decently.
0: Um, Marvel Universe Live. That's better than that. Is it, though? Kind of is. Um, okay. I don't think I can put it above Marvel Noir. I think they're weirdly comparable. Oh, I agree. So, uh... No, because the highs of Marvel Noir... Are a lot higher than the ones of this... Are higher, yeah. Yeah. Uh how do you feel about it out compared to Hydra Sue's World?
1: Um I'll give it to Hydra Sue. Uh
0: Michelangelo was an orange lantern.
1: Um better than Michelangelo.
0: So our new number 158 is Earth question mark? Um Captain Marvel's Groovy Dark Universe Adventure, and this is going to be our episode one forty nine which you know what that means, devin who I said, do you know what that means now what? We are going to have our one hundred and fiftieth episode next week.
1: It's okay. crazy,
0: I know. Especially because we've done so many more episodes than just 150 of them. It's true. Uh, Let's quickly pull up the podcast and see how many it says that we have done. Um, Never mind. It does not give me an easy way to look at that. But we have done a whole heck of a lot of episodes. And... um, yeah, thank you for going along with us. Uh, next week is going to be a two-part role-playing game special. So if you like the Exile podcast that we do but wish it was weirder, um, well, then you're obviously not listening to the current arc of Exiled Because it's getting very weird. Um, but it's going to be a not Marvel exclusive. So there's anime characters, there's newspaper characters... Um, as they go into the mystery of the multiversal Q mansion.
1: Exciting.
0: Oh, yes, very exciting. And, Devin. What? Do you know how people can support us online?
1: You can support us on Patreon.
0: Yeah, for as little as $1 a month, you get early episodes of our other podcast, and... I think we were going to try and work out on doing some more regular Bokeh.
1: For sure.
0: Mm -hmm. It's just been a very busy few months. Uh, Next, well, this weekend I'm going to Michigan, and the next weekend I'm going to be in Chicago for Pokemon Go Fest.
1: Nerd. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: I think after that, things are going to slow down. I've moved in effectively, so we'll be able to uh, continue putting out that good, good content. Nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Though at that time, that's when I'll be moving.
0: Oh. Oh. Where are you moving? Oh, new apartment.
1: Yeah, just new apartment.
0: Well, I've never gone to see your current one.
1: Should have come up, Luke.
0: I guess. Well, the next time you come down, you can see my big yellow couch.
1: For sure.
0: And, uh, yeah, I think that uh, wraps us up. Devin, where can people find you online?
1: Oh, you can find me online at fredofethis, F R E D D O F E T T. and Luke, where can people find you?
0: I'm on Twitter at at Coltrick. that's K O L T R E G. You can follow Multiverse Q online at, at multiversalq.com. Uh, we're also on Twitter at, at Multiversal Q, and, you know, we got a bunch of other stuff. So, uh, yeah, thank you for listening. We'll see you next week for our two-parter, and have a wonderful day. Peace. This one's for Hank.